The Dancepreneuring Studio, Session 44. Inspiring confidence and courage through dance. Five, six, seven, eight. Hi there and welcome to another session of The Dancepreneuring Studio. My name is Annette Bone and The Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business. Every other week, I get the chance to bring you some of the best and creative minds who are connected to the art of dance, and they share their stories, their ideas, strategies, and tactics to help move your life and business forward. We are going straight into the feature presentation this week, so there won't be a step to success, a dancer's dialect, or freestyle flow segment, but I will bring that back next week. I have to tell you, it's been one H-E double toothpicks of a week, so... (laughs) I had to get this out. Plus, I think you'll still enjoy the interview because uh, my guest, Carrie Drugan, who is the founder of Emotion Dance and Fitness in Fairfax, Virginia, is a very savvy businesswoman and is doing some great things in her business and in her community. So I hope you enjoy our conversation. Hello, my name is Carrie Drugan, and I'm the owner of Emotion Dance and Fitness, and you're listening to the Dancepreneuring Studio with Annette Bone. Now that you're warmed up, get ready to go full out with our feature presentation. Carrie Drugan is a choreographer, teacher, and founder of the Emotion Dance and Fitness Studio in Fairfax, Virginia. She has her Bachelor of Fine Arts in Dance and has been coaching for over 13 years. Her studio has been featured the last two years on the popular So You Think You Can Dance show. I'm so excited to hear what she has to share as an entrepreneur whose heart is to build confidence in others and model respect and kindness, which is so much needed in this world. Thank you so much, Carrie, for joining me. How are you today? Thank you, Annette. I'm doing wonderful. I'm so happy to speak with you today. Me too. I'm so excited to get into these questions. I recently had a conversation with another guest on this podcast about how in college she had this love-hate relationship with dance because uh, because of the pressure to conform to certain standards. You know, the dance industry can be very cutthroat, competitive. And um, didn't you have a similar experience where dance was a passion and then it became unenjoyable because of an experience you had with one of your instructors? Can you share how that experience helped you in developing your teaching and coaching methods when you're working with your students? Yes. So I've been dancing since I was six years old. I started recreationally and then went into the competitive dance stuff when I was about 13. And when I had joined that team, it was something I was super excited about. I knew I got to do more dances, more costumes, meet other people, be pushed to another level. Um, But unfortunately, I had an instructor who just kind of, you know, put a lot of people down, including myself. There were a few favorites and everybody else kind of had to sit and watch. Um, They were never really taught how to do anything, but they were just told to watch the good people and try to copy them. And there was a lot of frustration. A lot of times I would go home and just be annoyed because I couldn't figure out what was I supposed to be doing. Nobody was telling me what I should be doing, yet I was penalized because I wasn't good enough. And as I got older, I thought that that would go away. Um, I was fortunate enough that I was good enough to go into uh, a college dance program and found a very similar thing. And although I I loved my college experience and I learned a lot, I still realized that there was favoritism, that you you just were never good enough, that somebody would put you down or you would get a C in ballet, even though that's how your body was. And that frustration kind of led to how I started teaching later on in life. 
I so relate with that because when I studied dance in college as well, I was with a lot of people who had been training since they were really young and I started dancing really late. And I so resonated with what you said about it just was never good enough as as much as there was encouragement and you know they're trying to get you to be at your best it just never seemed like it was good enough and that can if that can really do something to your self-image and to your development so I totally get what you were saying with that I love that you have um, hip-hop dance teams that range from dancers that are as young as eight and as old as 52 which is awesome in your experience what has been the most helpful in developing these dancers So like I said, based on my experience uh, from when I was 13 all the way to into my early 20s, the one thing that kept resonating with me over and over again was that people should be treated better, that it didn't matter, you know, what your level was, what your background was, what your age was, that everybody should be treated with kindness, love and respect. And so that always went in through my teaching when I started teaching um, in high school and all the way to where I'm at now. And so being able to work with whether it's kids or adults It's funny because they really are all the same. They all want to be heard. They all want to be cared for. They all want a chance to shine. They all want to have a supportive group. So it's interesting that even though I have as young as eight and all the way up to 52, that they're actually all very similar. Um, Obviously, there's different type of music choices or different (laughs) movement choices that you would choose for kids or adults. Um, But it's the same energy. Everybody really wants to feel loved, respected, and cared for. And that is the overall theme in everything that we do. Another recent conversation I had was with a friend who is an artistic director for some competitive dance teams. And the challenge, he said, is not the kids, but some of the parents who think that their kids are like the next star waiting to happen. So then the parents' priorities don't necessarily lie in developing technique and foundation for dance, which is so important, and then have that speak for itself. But rather, you know, what is the shortcut I can take so that my kid is seen? What are your thoughts on that since you work with young dancers? Well, we are, so my company, Emotion, I always tell people we're the in-between. We're not the recreation and we're not the competitive group. We're the people that really just want to dance. And if they work hard, they can do lots of performances. Um, So I always kind of feel like, you know, if you create a competitive environment, then of course the parents are going to want to know, why is my kid not good enough? Why can't I move my kid up? Because they hear other parents competing. They hear other kids competing. But if you create an environment where you say, look, guys, We're all a team, which is the word that I emphasize constantly, which stands for, as most people know, together everyone achieves more. When we all work together for the one cause, which whatever that is for your company, then everybody is equal. And so I base a lot on it of, you know, how hard you work. Do you show up to class? Do you show up on time? Do you help others in the classroom? Do you treat others with respect? Do you ask questions? That to me is so much more important than whether a kid can get the step really quickly. So I emphasize that in my marketing in the beginning to every parent I talk to. If I feel that a parent doesn't agree with that, then I don't want their student on my team because we're not the right fit. So I think it's really important to be really clear on what your focus is and really clear on what your goal is for your team or your dance studio. And that will kind of encourage proper behavior from the parents and the students. I think that is so important that you communicate that up front. And I love that you have that sweet spot in between where you can take someone that is willing to really work hard and put in the effort and have the right attitude. And I think that, of course, can only help them develop even better as a dancer, don't you think? Yes, definitely. And I think that's partly, I mean, that's something that I wanted as a kid. I think a lot of us start businesses because we felt something was missing, you know, some part in our life or our day. And yeah, if you're in there and you say, hey, I want to do this really bad and I want to try, 
and you give them that chance, it's really neat to see just how well they exceed your expectations, which is wonderful. Yes. What is the most challenging aspect of running your business and staying creative as an artist? How do you handle that? Hmm. I think um, I think for me right now, I'm kind of a one woman show. So I think the hard part is a lot of behind the scenes stuff. You know, not only am I choreographing and teaching, I'm also marketing. I'm also the event planner. I'm also the financial person. There, so I'm doing a lot right now. Um, and we are growing. So I think as we grow more, I'll be able to hire a second person to help in some way. That's probably the hardest thing. Um, but as far as creative, again, we're a team. So even though, yes, I own the business, every single person on my team, again, whether they're eight years old, 20 years old, or 50 years old has a say in everything that we do. So we sit down and we have discussions, you know, what do we think about doing this event? How could we make this event better? You know, do you guys feel comfortable with this move? Do we want to change it? And so it's never just me dictating to them what to do. It's constantly a team environment. So actually they help out a lot more sometimes than maybe a potential employee could, which is really neat. I really love that team aspect because obvi- you know, for obvious reasons, and they have got to be really loyal because they feel like they're contributing something. And it's not just like you said, you just dictating to them, like, of course, you're the leader, but you, I just love that you foster this just this community. And I, I just see that totally helping their dancing, just them working together. And then also in other areas of their life, have you gotten any feedback as to, I saw the testimonials on your site, which we're going to link on the show notes, but what other kind of feedback have you gotten from people being involved in your studio? I think so. I actually started with adults, um, which I think is a little bit opposite than a lot of studios. I started with the adult program first and added kids on later. And for the adults, and I'm sure a lot of adults can relate that work a typical nine to five job, you know, you go in and maybe a couple of your coworkers know who you are, but you're not recognized really all the time for what you do. You're not always asked for your opinion. You're not always, you know, recognized for your birthday or things like that. And it kind of comes like a monotonous day and you just kind of, you just kind of feel Ugh, at the end. Mm-hmm. And especially a lot of adults that have said, you know, oh, I took one class. I took one class, whether they were 15 or 30. And one teacher told them that they were horrible and they should never dance, which just drives oh, me gosh. nuts. And oh, these people gosh. have this one terrible experience and they're so scared to try it again or anything in life. And so once I encourage them, it's so neat to see that their confidence builds, to see them become leaders in the class, to see them, you know, I have women that who've been through divorces and I've seen them go through really tough times to now become these beautifully confident women and in healthy relationships and moving forward. Um, It's really neat to see. And the same thing with the kids. I have kids, you know, teens or kids that maybe feel outcasted or they don't feel like they fit in. But they know that when they come to that class, it doesn't matter who you are, what school you go to, what your age is, we're all there for the same purpose. We all are there to cheer each other on. And they feel that. And you hear so many people say that, oh, there's always going to be gossip. There's always negative. And yeah, I think there's always that in the world. But again, as the leader, as a manager or whatever of your team or group, you're the one that dictates what that environment should be like. And so they know that it's always supposed to be a positive community, supportive environment, and they bring that every week. I mean, we've never had a problem where someone's getting upset or someone's talking about someone because they know that that's not tolerated. So they feel that and they want that to be in other parts of their lives. And it's neat to see them try and bring that into their school system or into their family. What they learn from you and from the environment that you fostered, that you can't put a price on that. And that's just going to extend to 
all areas of their life as they get older with the kids. And well, just with, like you said, any age, it's all, it, it, it's all awesome. (laughs) I'm speechless because I'm like, you know, this is what dance does. I mean, you can't put a price on that kind of stuff. It's just amazing. It is, you know, and it's, it's hard, uh, you know, talking from a business perspective, it's, it's a challenge to market that, you know, to get people to understand, you know, and that's why you have to kind of, you know, change your website to what it looks like for you. And, and really, you know, when I get on the phone with people or they, I mean, immediately when people come, they see it and they feel it. But that kind of initial, you know, wherever they find the ad or wherever they, they read about your site um, is, is a constant struggle to try and get that out. So I've worked on testimonials and videos and of the students talking because, I mean, I've had people that have been with me forever. So they feel it. They know it. And they just when they come in, they're like, I feel awesome every time I'm here. That's what you should feel. First of all, every yes. second of your day. But you should definitely feel that when you're in a dance class. Yes, definitely. Yes. I'm going to go through three quick questions. I call it the dance printering quick step. Mm-hmm. So whatever comes to mind first, just let me know. Just uh, answer. Okay. <laughs> okay. So the first one, dance style you haven't tried but would love to. Uh, I have not done a um, ballroom dance. I've done a little bit of like salsa, but I would love to try more partner work. Me too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Favorite dancer and why? My favorite, although she's not just a dancer, she's a performer. I've loved Janet Jackson since I was a kid. I'm actually going to see her for the third time uh, for her next tour. Um, I remember being, you know, seven or eight years old and dancing to her videos. I I just, her music is always dance music. Mm -hmm. She's always got cool movements. I know that she's not the creator of those dance movements, but I always just love watching her because she brings another element to her dancing and the performance. Yes, I agree. I, I love her too. Dance style that currently describes your day and why? It currently describes my day. Well, I mean, our team is hip hop. So that's pretty much what I'm like. What's hilarious is that people look at me and they're like, you do hip hop? <laughs> I'm like, yes, because I, you know, they're like, oh, you're a tiny white girl that looks like, you know, you dress like, you know, very, very simple and classic. And and so it's kind of cool because it's this other element, this other side of me. And um, hip hop to me, and everybody has a different definition. To me, it's so much about again confidence. You know, having rhythm, having fun, being expressive. That's really what hip hop's about to me. So I try to do that in every part of my day. That's awesome. I love that. If people want to connect with you, where can they find you? They can go to my website, emotiondancefit.com, um, and on there you'll see the different. Uh, links to our Facebook page, our YouTube page, our meetup page. Um, that'll show different events as well as pictures and videos too. Awesome. Do you also have um, profiles on Twitter and Instagram and YouTube? Yes. So Twitter um, and Instagram goes by my name, which is Carrie Drugan, um, and everything else goes by the studio, which is Emotion. Awesome. I can't wait to link this information on the show notes. And thank you so much, Carrie, for joining me. I really enjoyed our conversation. And I'm so excited to see all the great things that are going to happen for you and your business. Thank you. I appreciate it, Annette. And I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Awesome. Thank you. What ways do you inspire confidence and courage in your team or in your environment? I would love to hear your feedback and you can go to annettebone.com forward slash 044 where you can also find the show notes to this session 
And I would consider it a great honor if you would go to iTunes or Stitcher Radio and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. That way I can continue getting the word out about the podcast and help more people. Plus, I can give you a shout out on a future session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. Until next time, I pray that you have an exceptional week and more blessings than you can imagine. I look forward to talking with you soon. Thank you for listening. This has been a session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. Find the archives of this show at annettebone.com slash podcast or on iTunes. Contact Annette at annettebone.com. This podcast copyright by annettebone.com and dancepreneuring.com. All rights reserved. The Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business.